all the dumb things that both had kids bottles with them. So that shit was all And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. May the Lord have much blessing to the reading of his word. First thing I heard was, Oi, Snada, say good morning. <laughs> just, this is a great church, isn't it? <laughs> any other church. I don't know how to drive up. This is going to be looking at it quite closely. Um, we join with a prayer, first of all. Our God, our Heavenly Father, we desperately need your help if we're going to grasp something of your kingdom and your power and your glory this morning. We need your help, Lord. So Jesus, would you teach us? We're actually looking at the section from verse 7. I don't think we have that read actually, but 7 and 8 are really important. You can spend some time on those. The House of Commons stands for it. The House of Lords sits for it. The Beach Boys sang it on the B side of their 1964 hit, St. Nick. Um, at the funeral of Diana, Princess of Wales, the nation said it. And in the days before everyone had a clock or a watch, cooks would time their recipes by it. It, of course, is the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. That's in today's reading, of course. The Lord's Prayer, done by some people as the hour's alarm. So that's what it's here, like the answer. So um, it's not the Lord's Prayer. Thank you. 
words which are meaningless. And Pastor Mike helped us pray. Those words which are meaningless. The question is, what is it that makes them meaningless? And the answer is actually there in verse 8. It's not about how long or short the prayers are. Um, it's not about whether they've been written out in advance or whether we say them spontaneously. It's not even um, about whether that, you know, people say, well, so what would you say from the heart? You can say all sorts of things from your heart, um, which are utter nonsense and, and vital, in fact. Uh, so it's not about that. But how do we think verse 8 is more than what that is? See, we're saying, do not be like them, Jesus says in verse 8, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Is a distant relationship to God 
And of course, in this time, we haven't got told, we're not there yet, but we know how the gospel story unfolds and how people who don't deserve for God to be their father can have God as their father. How we can how we can how we didn't exist to be children of God through what Jesus is going to do as we continue through Mark's gospel and goes all the way to the cross and takes our sin on himself. So we can know that Almighty God is our Father, which comes to that acknowledgement of our sin, trusting in Christ for forgiveness of that sin. And the Lord's Prayer is a meaningful prayer for people who have done that. We can turn to the Almighty God of the universe and call him Father. Isn't that fantastic? Charlie says, I've got the hottest papa. That's a nice way to remember it, isn't it? And Jesus is saying, can you believe? He's saying ten times, can you believe what a privilege it is for God to be Father? For you to be able to call him Father with a happy breath. That's fantastic. No wonder, uh, sort of about seven, verse nine, where the Lord talks about the comparison to the earthly fathers, and we go, I'm not pretty good. <coughs> if your earthly fathers care for you, and some of them are unknowable, but you can begin to imagine how your heavenly father can be left and care for you and where you're in that way. So that's one thing that Jesus has been to know, really important. Your father, and the second part, and we also father, knows what you need before you ask him. And in order to, um, in order to think about that, I'm going to tell you a good story. Um, and it's something about that, in fact, uh, we have a story with the kids in Wayne, um, but it is, it's, 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 that, it's, a, it's that story which has been told and it also has a lot to do with prayer. And uh, if you read what's going on in that story from a prayer perspective, I think it will transform the way we pray to a God who really knows what we need before we ask him. So the story of William, when Moses is up on the mountain, he was up on a mountain night, and uh, it's sort of the day before the wedding. You know what happens to wedding rehearsal? When you before you have a wedding, you know you have a practice the night before and they go through the, the steps and everything that they're going to do on the day of the wedding. Well, this is really what we've got there at this particular point. God seems so intact, telling Moses, this is how I'm going to, this is going to how I'm going to join myself to the people of Israel. We won't bring them, we won't ask them. And he's setting it all out and giving you all the detail. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's the, it's the night before the wedding. And we're all excited. And then we discover, as in the story there, what's happening below the mountain. That the people who go to the bride and right before the wedding, they're all in after other gods. And, and when we do that, we're shocked, aren't we? Absolutely shocked. This is, some, this, is the night of the night. this is the night before the wedding. And this is going on. And, uh, and, so, and, so, uh, and so Moses intercedes. He prays. He prays for the people. He comes before God. In fact, first of all, God says, God says, I've, I've had it with these people. He distances himself from the people. And he says, God says to Moses, it's finished. I'm going to put an end to them. What they've done is they're terrible. We have to admit it, not we? And instead, I'm going to make you Moses into a great nation. But this is what God knows to people need mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. He says to Moses, I'm going to make you into a great nation. Now, listen to what Moses. Read what Moses. It turns around. Read what Moses. 
minutes. And all of a sudden I started to go into his life and listen to what the Lord said and all of these things come together and Moses knows I'm not with the other. I've got to pray for these people. And Moses prays for the people. God kind of orchestrates things so that in the moment Moses prays for the people. No, he's not, he's not praying uh, a telepathic prayer. The events of life the words of God and that man to come together so that he prays to God for the people. God knows what the people already need. They don't know what they need, but he knows they need mercy and words for the terrible thing that they've done. And what happens when Moses finds himself praying to the Lord and knows what they need, the pray for them, the things that they do need, and you know what happens? Do you know what happens when he does? God relents. And he pours out mercies once upon them. And things change. Things change. Because, because Moses prayed for the people. And God knew what they knew in God, when we do that for our own prayers, one of the things that we want to change in life. What are the things that you want to be different and to be better? And Jesus here says, we need praise to your Father who knows what you need before you ask. And if you see that that story is going to be set back for you, that prayer changes things. If Moses hadn't prayed, he wouldn't have seen what happened. He's got the length for the people to see his grace and mercy. But Moses prayed, trusting in God who knows what you need before we ask. And things changed. I don't know about you, but that story has gripped me from the perspective of that's how we do this. And you think about that, but also from the simple perspective of prayer. This is a wonderful encouragement to pray. If you think of that story and we meditate on it. So, so as we take a step back from the story, prayer isn't a, a, the fact that our Father knows what we need before we ask. There's no reason not to pray. It's a reason to pray. It's a reason to pray. Um, and we're going to get into it. So what? Did, did, that, did, that, did, did that make sense? I feel like I was saying that. So what are the other things that we really, uh, we, we really need um, to know? See what I'm going to say. Okay, so let's wrap up. Um, the length of the style of prayer is going to make prayer mean less. What we need is a renewed appreciation of God. And Jesus appears to there in verse 8. And in the light of that, when we focus our attention on who it is that we're praying to, once we've got all around the place, Jesus says, now, let me tell you how we should pray. In the light of all that I've just said, have this. And he gives us the Lord's Prayer. And I'm thinking, how can I... I'm going to talk about the Lord's Prayer today. How can we learn? We haven't got very much time left now. But how can we just talk about the Lord's Prayer? So I thought the best thing would be to record my prayer um, and play it to me. Not as a show-off thing here. Right? Let's just get that absolutely clear. I recorded it to play it to you. A prayer that we like pray at the start of the day where I'm going through the Lord's Prayer line by line as you go there. Developing the themes in it 
to help me to pray in a sort. Now, I had to start and stop often as I was doing this, um, because when I pray myself, my prayers come out much more rambling uh, than what I'm praying you now. Sure, I'm on holiday, and then I go back, you know, and that's how it is. But I don't think you can appreciate that. So, as I said, my embarrassment and, uh, and everything, I thought I would just uh, trim it and show it in a particular way. But the, the attempt is really just to say, look, look, you know, what do we see Jesus being there? He was this Lord's Prayer. Well, it's something to work at. Sort of just say it out of like a mantra. And now it's also going to use the wonderful truths about what says about himself to inform um, the way we pray. So I've been, hopefully, but we've got, um, uh, so we start five minutes long, um, and then we're going to we We're actually going to finish after, after this, and short sort of finish. So uh, just encourage you to think it's brilliant. And, and follow through, you know, follow through the Lord's prayers as our own relaxing Thank you. 
Don't let anyone tell you the Bible prayer has anything to do with length or style 